What's going on, man? How are you this evening? Well, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what time it is. I know what time it is, but why don't you let everyone else know? Oh, for real? Oh, for real. You get it. Woof. Mm. Let me get ready. Let me get my blankie on. It's time for Keeping It Real with Big Boy Live. With your boy, Professor X, coming at you live and real, uncut, unchopped up, unscrewed. (laughs) Big Boy Live. What up, man? Man, that was a hell of an introduction. (laughs) Nice job. (laughs) So, what's going on, man? Oh, oh, not too much. Just, uh, you know, finishing up another night at the good old hellhole. And uh, just had a a lot of of crazy, like, dumb, petty stuff happen today. Man, it just frustrated me so hard. Yeah. I feel you on that one. I'm feeling you on that. It's never easy, ain't it? Never just a simple day. Nah, never, never. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, man, most days are just fine. But man, when petty stuff starts happening, it's like you cannot wait to get out of there just as quickly as you possibly can. I feel you, man. It's just like you can't. You can't. I can't remember the last time I had just a straight day where it was just like. Just cool and calm and collected. You know what I mean? It's always right. something. Always something. But hey, it's called life, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's just part of it. It's you know, welcome to my welcome to adulting. If you don't like it, <laughs> you're shit out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, it's, really, it's really that simple, honestly. It's like you either deal with it or you off yourself, you fucking coward. You know, yeah. that's simple. That's just what it is. A lot of people, a lot of people just just don't know how to deal with situation, deal with stress. You know, and that's the thing about it. That's being able to able to like be able to deal with the stress and deal with what's going on. Around you, ever in life and stuff, and not let it affect you so hard to where it makes you make bad decisions. That's that's actually a talent, man. That's actually a gift, you know. A lot of people can't do that. Yeah, makes you it, 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 it makes you get to the point where you get so jealous of the ones that can. You're like, you know, you start to hate that person because they know how to deal with it, and you're like, this shit. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing about it, though, it's all about being humble, too, you know? Yeah, but, yes, man, don't do that. It's hard. It's yeah. hard to do that, too. Right, but, man, you just brought up a whole nother topic in the subject of humility. Like, I mean, that's, dude, <laughs> that is, honestly, I would think the one of the top five things 
for human beings in general to do is to be humble. I, it, humble. <laughs> well, I have next to patience. That's the next thing, too. Patience. That's another thing that's hard for people to do. Right. You, oh, you want me to have patience and you want me to have humility when the nature of man is to go against when they had all that back in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you can lay it down that simple. But like we have proven time and time again, is anything really ever that simple? No. Nope. Well, they, you know, <laughs> the nice thing about it, people talk about how they are just, like people can't deal with, do with change in scenery and change in general, people find it difficult to do, which is, it is difficult, man. I mean, I dealt with it today. You know, right. you know, with me being, I'm off work until, off work for five days, and it's like, I don't know what to do with myself, because it's like, I'm used to being on the routine and just going to work and coming home, and now with that change of atmosphere, now it's like, you know, it's like, what, you don't you get you get lost, you get confused, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what happens when you get so uh, domesticated, and then when something changes in the atmosphere, it's like it just shakes everything up. No, so, you know what you're referring to right then is being uh, taken out of your uh, comfort zone. Take my element. Right. But see, you get you, you, you get so used to only being in your home for X amount of time and right. you get used to being at work for X amount of time. And when something comes along and disrupts that routine that you develop, it takes you outside of your comfort zone because you've become comfortable with that. Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, because now I got yes, and then, and the sad thing about it though is like there's always stuff to do. Like I got plenty of stuff to do at the house to take care. Of. I got plenty of stuff to clean. I got plenty. Of, I mean, I can look. I'm looking at stuff right now that I can be doing. You know what I'm saying to do. But you don't want to. Well, it's just like it's just like when everyone is off work for COVID, you no, know, for shutdown, for that when the whole country shut down for months and months and up. Right. A lot of people took advantage of that and took care of a lot of projects in the house and stuff. A lot of people had projects they could they could do and do do, but they may only did like a couple of them out of the fifteen they could have done. Okay. So, yes, it's, it's it's a real thing, though, man. I mean, it's a real thing. Yeah, it was just it, it was just readjusting in general. Like I said, you know, it's the it's the interruption of the routine. And once you get so used to that routine, when it gets interrupted, and you have to, you know, um, basically go back to the drawing board and relearn a new living process, it's hard to do when you get used to something. It really right. is. Because it's like, you know, you brought up COVID and everything like that, you know, we were when the whole country was shut down. And, you know, like you and I have this exact same thing in common, but, you know, we get used to literally working 12 hours a day 
you know, five to six days a week, every week and having very little time for us outside of that place. And it's like, that becomes, that becomes our lifestyle. That becomes what we're accustomed to. And then when all that happened and you had 12 extra hours of your day to fill that wasn't being filled by the job, it, it proved, you know, pretty difficult. It took me, honestly, I would have to say probably a month and a half to adjust to that routine of not working because, you know, what was it? How, how long were we down? Wasn't it almost three months or something like yeah, that? Yeah, almost three months. Yeah, almost two, two, three months. Yeah. I think we were. But see, I got I got used to that routine. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I got I I just want to finish the thought before I forgot it. But I got used to that routine. And then when it came time for us to go back to work, I was pissed because I had gotten used to a routine. You see what I'm saying? And then right. I had to, I had to go back again and relearn the old pattern. Well, it didn't take long, but when you actually got a taste of life outside of that place, you wanted to have that life. Exactly. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, you're exactly right, though, because like when you did go back to work, not only you had to re readjust to that pattern that you was normally on, you had to readjust to all the new, new regular new rules and new this and that that you had to do on top of readjusting going back to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, had to go back to work. You had to wear a mask. Had to wear a certain mask. I mean, you had to do this and that. You can't do this and that. So not only was you getting the, the whammy of just going back to work and we had to readjust and relearn everything, you had to you had restrictions. They had to uh, had to uh, adhere to, the, to your lifestyle in order to work. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't. So you know, it, it was it was more than just the fact. That you had to make adjustments and stuff. You, you know, you basically you go to your break room and you're on this this glass cubicle type deal because you can't be next to somebody. I mean, just all these certain things you had to do just in order to work, which yeah. made things different. So knowing that it was, I mean, if think about it, it, it was a, it was a tra- traumatic experience for the human for the human body and the human mind, you know. For just to go for all that all that stuff happening, so bro, you want to you you want to talk about that though? Honestly, have you ever thought about this? You think about all the changes and everything that we've had to make because of COVID, and the fact that you know when you do go to work, pretty much everywhere you work, you wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Have you ever stopped to think how crazy it is at the fact that we have forgotten what each other look like? under that mask we wear because we wear them around each other all the time, exactly. you know, when we're on the job. And it's mm-hmm. like, I saw you without your mask the other day. And I was like, man, I forgot. He, I forgot. He looked like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of my workers saw me without my mask tonight, you know, and she goes, Holy crap. She said, I forgot you look like that. I was like, yeah, I know. This is why I wear a mask. 
But I mean, you're exactly right, though, man. I mean, we have been accomplished, been so used to everybody having half their face covered up that we just tend to forget who, what people look like, what people's physical features are, stuff, and all anything you see is just, just eyes. You know, eyes and hair, and that's about it. But you tend to forget because you're just not used to, because your your body adjusts to seeing that over the face so much because you're at work for so long, and then you know, and people you don't see on a normal basis, you see them without a mask at Walmart, this and that. You adjust to that, but people you work with. Yeah, it's very rarely see people without a mask on, and you know we do see somebody without a mask on. It's like it's crazy. It's a shock. <laughs> yeah, because the you know a, a lot of the things that people don't touch on or they don't you know uh, work or um, think about is the fact that like you know the people you work with, um, especially when you spend so much time with them, they're kind of like your family. Whether you guys yeah. get along or not, you know they're still kind of like your family. Um, and it's crazy, you know, the fact that, you know, I've personally been working there almost six years and some of the people that, you know, I've known in the entirety of time of myself being there, I forgot what they look like. I couldn't, I, I was like, wow, you know, I saw my, I, I saw my supervisor a couple days ago walking back inside the building, you know, from lunch. And I looked at him and I was like, holy crap, you have a face. <laughs> and he just started laughing at me. He was like, you're retarded. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it was literally that, it was literally that shocking. It was like, I forgot you had a face. You know, the thing about it, though, was crazy about that. It's not even just a mask. Like, everybody knows me for wearing a hat all the time, right? Every day. I, wear I, felt a hat. I felt that. You and I are both those two dudes. <laughs> yeah, I always wear a hat every single day. And then the day later, and then when I, when I get haircuts and I don't wear a hat, everybody's like, I know you had hair. It's like, right. so yeah, it's, it, it is a, a shock, you know, when we still get so uh, used to seeing a certain thing a certain way. And all of a sudden, the change in the matrix makes a change, and it's like, whoa, whoa, hold up here. It's a glitch. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, like, I said, like I said, man, I, I worked there almost six years, and I would say in the entirety of time of me working there, I would say there's been maybe a grand total of a week, a week's time that I've worked where I showed up without a hat on. And, dude, people did not know who I was without a hat on. Because, right. you know, anybody who knows me, anybody that works with me knows that there are always two hats on my head, and they both read Ohio State. Right. There's one black one, there's one black one. It's that simple. Um, and it's like everybody, everybody knows that, you know. And that's funny that you say that. You know, because it just goes back to what I said, you know, part of the routine. We, we even have routines with with uh, people that we know. You know, we get used to certain things that they do, certain mannerisms that they have, certain things that they say, certain ways that they act. 
And then when they act different than that person, it blows our mind. Cause we're like, I, I, I don't know who you are. Exactly. It's, it's, it, it's that Kevin Hart line. See, it's see, I, I went to the bank and there was a problem with my check-ins and, 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 and my savings. And, and I don't know what to do. It's right. that Kevin Hart line. Like that's, that's the mentality that we develop. It, it's just, it's, it's like you said, a glitch in the matrix. It's crazy. That's you're like I said, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, that's exactly how it is. I mean, I very rarely ever not wear a hat. I just like it's generally, I mean, and it's little, it's like little stuff like that. That, like, I will literally, if I, if I walk outside without my hat on, I literally start freaking out because I have my hat. So I got to go back in the house and give me a pair one. That's right, everybody. Thank you for listening into the podcast. This is your boy, Big Boy. This podcast is brought to you and sponsored by Terra Jersey Enterprise. Terra Jersey Enterprise will hook you up with some custom shirts. Also, Terra Jersey Photography, capturing your moments of today to make them last for a, a lifetime. But like I said, this podcast is brought to you by Terra Jersey Enterprise. We are back. We are back from the commercial break. And then this is a recap of what we were talking about. We're just talking about how certain changes could affect us when we are on this certain routine for a while and how people can notice those changes when they're so used to you seeing you on a certain look or a certain way or certain doing things. And it was some changes that freaks everybody out. You know what's crazy, dude? I'll give you I'll give you an example of that, honestly. Um, so I've talked about my mom a couple times on the show. Um, my mom lives in Missouri. She lives in the state of Missouri. So I don't see her very often. Not like right. I used to. Right. So but when I go home, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when I go home to visit and she sees me. If I show up without a hat on, it takes her a minute to know who I am. She, right. she, you know, just touching back on that, like even my mom, even after all this time, even the fact that, you know, we see each other, you know, maybe two, sometimes three times a year, she still expects to see me with a hat. And when I'm not in a hat, she looks at me and she goes, okay. I mean, I know you, but it's weird. Right. It, right. So funny though, because the transition of my life, like from the time I was, you know, born, I guess, up until the time I was probably 10 years old, I never wore a hat. I turned 11 years old and I've worn hats the rest of my life ever since. Interesting. Well, that's just how that's how it is, though, man. I mean, you you go through you go through a phase. Sometimes these phases just stick, and you just can't get out of it. 
But that's part of life. You know the main. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? You know the main reason why I hated high school so much. I had to take my hat off. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, man, that's that's what I'm saying cool. though. Like, man, I got so used to wearing hats. Like I wore them all the time, everywhere I went, everything I did. The only time I didn't wear a hat was on Sundays when it was church time. You know, right. right. And then throughout the week. You had to take your freaking hat off at school, and God, it made me so mad because I hated getting up and fixing my hair when it wasn't cut the right way, or when I wasn't able to style it the way that I wanted, or anything like that. It goes back to that young, dumb, <laughs> right, right. I think that's what the that's I think that's what the theme the theme of this podcast episode today is just how routines and and normalization of what we do every day can get suddenly changed by something little, and we just don't know how to react to it. Isn't it amazing that something drastic and something completely life altering can happen in our lives, and we handle it literally in stride. Right, but something so small, so small, has um, leaving a leaving a bottle of pop in the console of the car overnight can just send us completely over the edge. Right, we just lose ourselves. We completely forget about. Anything and everything that is important, the actual literal things that matter, and we completely immerse ourselves in this one tiny little problem, but then something huge can flare up, life-altering, life-changing, and somehow we manage just to take it in stride. Have you ever stopped to wonder why that is? Have you ever actually stopped to, to think about that? Like, why are we so much better at handling big things than we are little things? I have, a lot of, I have my own opinion. Well, a lot of times, that's all, we, that's all we, we've been headed with big issues in life. So, and we have to learn how to deal with big issues all the time. It's, and then when it comes to little small stuff, you don't know how to deal with it because we never have been taught to deal with the small things first or been given the small things first to learn how to deal with those. We always may handle handle big this big things from early on to life until now. I mean you know what my thought upon on that is though, opinion wise? I think, dude, that we go through as much little stuff as we do losing our minds blowing up, doing and saying things in a way that it's like, oh my God, there's no need to react to this tiny little thing in that situation. I think we go through all of that with the small things so that when the big things do pop up, we're able to handle it better. We're more... You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's just, that's just my thought process. That's how I think, you know, that we're wired. I think maybe that's just something that we're just supposed to go through in order to, in order to handle big things, massive changes, and 
dare I say, grow and life. You know, the thing about it though is, it's like it's like it's like when you go through things so much, you get numb to situations. Yeah. But like to another person, it's 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 life altering. Yeah. Like, like for instance, you know, I'm not sure how your back, what your background is, but you know, for me, say for instance, I go out of town to a rough area where it's a dorm. Or over or a third world country, where it's norm just to see a dead person on the side of the street, on the street, and to just walk over it, you know, walk over them. But to me, I'd be like, oh my goodness, a dead person. What's somebody, is somebody going to do something about this? I like, I mean, like, you know, but as far as normal society, it's, it's a norm thing for them. It's nothing to them. They just walk around it. Oh, it's a, it's a dead homeless man. He he died in his sleep. This is normal. The police going to come. Pick them up and this and that, but somebody that's not used to seeing that it's it's a life altering experience for them. Yeah, but that goes back to exactly what the whole conversation has been about. It's just been been about routine, it's been about right. what you've grown up around, what you're accustomed to, what you learn, um, what you're taught from the environment that you're raised in. You know, and if you're raised in an environment like that, like you said, it's just normal like right. it's normal for people like us to think that you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get a little deep for a second but it, it's normal for um people like us to think that um abortion and you know um things of that nature are are wrong right we're it's normal for us to think that um, because that's what we've been educated with. Um, that's what we were educated with for a very, very, very long time before, um, you know, liberalism gained more popularity. Um, we were accustomed to that. And I think it's just one of those things where it's like as enough time passes, you start to learn from trial in the air, the mistakes. I just personally believe that going through all of the small crap prepares you for the big crap. Right. And I, 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 just, I, I just believe that. And, and I agree with that. I mean, if I, it's like everything, everything's, everything is, is, is the same everywhere you go, just a different form of it. You know what I mean? Like, Perfect, yeah. Like, yeah. like another example. Like another example is like we know as far as being like up here in Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, you know, stuff like that, Missouri. You know that when we see deer and stuff and the deer and stuff, we see we know how big they are. Mm -hmm. But when you go down south, like Florida and all that stuff, like when I, when I was down in Florida and I see deer, they're not as big as they are up here as it is down there. Right, because it's like you said, it's the environment. So, yeah, I mean, you're, and oh man, Ooh, you did it. I got to do it. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's because of the environment. It's because of what they were brought up in. It's because of what they were raised in. It was because of learned habits and learned traits that they were taught from. 
the environments that they lived in to the point where their bodies developed those learned traits and adjusted to it and did everything of that nature to where it completely altered and restructured their own DNA sequence. And that's just, that like, that's just, that's just like with people. I mean, it's, right. it's like with people. You got me. You got me. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> and you knew it. I mean, I mean, I mean, look at, look at, I mean, like for instance, like, like for football and sports and stuff, like when you look at, like for instance, players from Georgia Bulldogs and Alabama, but when you look at like their size compared to the guys from Ohio State or Michigan or, or, or IU, it's a big size difference there. Yeah. Because of the environment or, or, or what they eat. Like they said, the corn fed down there in the South, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see some girls, I'm watching this softball tournament. I mean, I was at the bar watching the softball tournament, and these girls are playing. It was Alabama versus Florida. Mm-hmm. And dude, these Alabama girls, these girls are huge, six foot tall, thick. I mean, thicky, thick, thick. I mean, they look good, but they were thinking, thick, like they like look like some shacks out there. Easy and boy, then, this is, easy boy. This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I'm getting at though is you are a product of your environment, and and and, and it shows. But it depends on what product of the environment you're. Gonna be fit in makes a difference too. There you go. I was waiting on you to say that. But see, ultimately, ultimately, you're exactly right. We are always our environment is always a part of who we are. Still to this day, it's still the the foundation of what laid everything. But you have to be able to take. Um the good, the positive and filter it away from the bad and the negative of everything else that you've gone through and build your foundation that way. Because if you can't, you're going to turn yourself into an extremely stressful, extremely anxious and an extreme negative naysayer. Pessimism is not an attractive thing. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it really isn't being pessimistic. Um, but we could honestly fix that if we would help each other. That's true. You know, and I, it's, and like I say, is you're exactly right with the fix with, of helping each other, but also too, just taking the time just to learn about each other. That makes that right there would make a big difference. You know, if someone just took the time, you know, if I you know someone like me say, I'm taking the time and I'm going to get to know Jake Wade. And once you learn more about that person, you can understand that person, where they come from, you know, and and then you, you, then you see them in a different light. Yep. And that's yeah. the problem. We're such in a rushy, rush society. We're in the how about this? Perfect metaphor. We're so much on a on a microwavable meal society that we can't take the time to learn how take the time to to make food, make things with love. Right. You just want yeah. to stick it in the microwave, put it on for two or three minutes, and go about our day. But it's not like how it was when, when Grandma was we in the kitchen, and she just spent three, four hours making food with love, and it'd be so good. 
I mean, you was patient with her because you knew that it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Grandma won't whip it up. But now we're in a society where we're in a, we're in a this is what I'm looking for. We're in a TV dinner world. Guy having now. This is the part where I'm going to go, hey, man. It, it, it's got so bad. It's about everything, though, man. It's like, not knocking anybody does this, but like, I was at my buddy's house, I was watching the game, and he ordered beer. He had beer delivered to him. It's like the oh, grub hubs yeah. and door dashes and all that. So they have a delivery service called Drizzly that you can order your beer and they they'll deliver it to you. Hey, we're taking sponsorships for Drizzly or Econ, Grubhub, Uber, <laughs> anything. We will we will promote you on the Big Boy Live podcast. Hell yeah, I'll even, be a cu- I'll even be a customer. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean me too, but but like hit me hit me up, Drizzly, hit me up. I got you <laughs> for real. But it's just a perfect example how we're in a such a, a, a lifestyle now to where. It's TV more dinner. about it's more about convenience and bringing to me. You know, we don't want to do the work no more. Right, and that's what meant that that's what's made society so lazy. Is everything has become so easily accessible? I mean, oh my God, you no longer have to be responsible for your own actions behind the wheel of a car because we now have cars that self drive themselves. Exactly. Like, are, are you kidding me? We are literally stripping ourselves of responsibilities for our own actions by automating everything around us to take care of us. Hello, Skynet. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It's coming, guys. Get ready. Man, we were, I was just talking to somebody about that. It's just like, um, just like that movie Gamer. Remember movie Gamer? Yeah. Where, where, yeah. where you sat in a big old pie and you basically had an altered lifestyle. Yep. Everybody was on there just all huge and stuff and this and that. But just stay in your room on this thing. You live this alternate lifestyle making you really how you what you want to look like this and that. I mean it's got to the point that's where it is. Like literally now you don't have to even leave your house to do anything anymore. If you need groceries you go on that go on Amazon, go on Walmart Plus, wherever it is, you'll take it. Take your sponsors from Walmart Plus and Amazon. Doing it all. What I'm saying is, it's a great service. Hey, I, I use Walmart. I use Walmart Plus before. It's also pretty. It's pretty nice. But you go in there, you get your, all your groceries delivered to you, or you just go to Walmart and they pack and they pick it for you. It's like an Amazon, and they and they and they put it in your vehicle and you go home. Like you don't have to go inside and deal with people, which is that's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I got, <laughs> I got nothing to say about that except this. Um, that's because we have become a nation, a people, a world of c- extreme compromise. And what I mean by that is, uh, we've compromised our beliefs. We've compromised our background. We've compromised our upbringing. We've compromised our beliefs in ourselves. We've compromised what we are willing to take and tolerate in relationships. 
we have compromised the way that we love and or raise our children. We have compromised the foundation of what we were brought up on to begin with. Like I can keep going, I can keep going, but that is it in a nutshell. When you become a nation of people, a person of compromise, when you start compromising your own belief system in order to make somebody else happy, in order to win the approval of others, in order to get that election seat, whatever the case may be. When you start doing things of that nature, you die to parts of yourself that you do not understand at the time. You will never get back. It's like to say, it's like like when they say when you're selling your soul. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, you're selling your soul, you're selling yourself, you're selling the parts of you that you're absolutely never going to recover. You're giving yourself away because it makes you feel better currently in the moment. And it's a band-aid for what you're going through. And it's a cover to cover you up so you don't have to see the ugliness with inside of yourself. But when you strip all of that off and actually deal with it, Accept things for the way that they are. Accept yourself for the way that you are. If you see, if if you see things in yourself that you don't like, change them, man. Put forth the work. Do it. Like, don't give up on yourself. Because listen, the easiest thing in the world is for us to give up on ourselves as people. The easiest thing to do is to is to. Give in to all the negative things that happen around you. Listen, if you are struggling, I've got you. If you need to talk, I'm always here. I've got two gigantic ears. I have. I was built for listening, even though the irony of the situation is I'm starting to lose my hearing already. I was still built for listening. I'm here. I've got you. Come talk to me. And people out there the podcast, the audience, he is not lying. He does have big ears. <laughs> but, <laughs> Future. <laughs> but it's true though, man. Like people people no, I know. So, You're right, it is true. I do have big ears. Well, you know, you you made a good point though, man. People are just afraid that people are so afraid to talk to somebody because they don't want because they because they're scared to trust somebody. Which society has made it hard to trust people because you don't know you don't even you don't know who you, you can't trust anymore because we've been hurt so much by people or things or society itself that it makes us build up these big walls to where we can't trust anybody anymore. I mean, it got to a point now where the places, the places that people you possibly have trust in, you start you start to lose that trust. I mean, it was a time where you can trust. Not saying this is how all people are, but it was a time how you can you can always trust your trust going going to your preacher and stuff and talking to them. Now these days, you don't even know no more because you, they're not even living living right. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, dude. 
that's that's a good point, man. Drive that one home real quick. That's ooh, ooh, that's good. So I mean, it's just it got to the point to where because that's how it was back in the day. Back in the day was when you needed somebody to talk to, you needed counsel. He didn't want to go to a therapist who you go to. You go to your local preacher or you go to your pastor and they talk to you and you, and you go through your Bible and you just talk and they, they help you. Now these days, you don't even know. It, you, there's, a very, there's a very few pastors that are still living the right way to where you can talk to them. But now, you know, little boys and, and kids are – can barely go to church because they're afraid they might get molested or something. You can't trust your people supposed to be leaving you. It's just, it's just sad, bro. How society has became. But man, that goes back to exactly what we touched on earlier, man. It's sad where where we've become, but it's only because we've compromised so much. We've changed yeah. stuff so much and don't get me wrong please understand i do know and recognize and realize that some things absolutely have to change you know if we are ever going to reach god this uh this dream of equality that we keep claiming that we want but we still keep doing everything we can to sabotage and not allow to happen um if we ever want to reach that goal like we got to let it happen. We have to stop. <laughs> we have to stop, you know, not letting it happen. Exactly. We have to give our best efforts. We have to love our fellow man. Like, it's, I get that not every person on the planet is going to like me. That's cool. I'm cool with that. I'm one of those people that I'm genuinely not affected by your opinion of me. You know, there's a small circle and an elite few people whose opinions can touch me, sway me, make me feel blah, blah, blah. But if you're just a general person and you disapprove of me, I mean, honestly, just know that I really don't care. Um, But it doesn't mean that I want you to think of me that way. Exactly. I don't like the perception that you think you have of me by what somebody else has told you or um, what you heard through the grapevine or um, what you may have witnessed in one moment that of interaction that we had together that wasn't positive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. That song got stuck in my head. We said great vibe. Thirty two is great. That's true, man. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you on that though. Do you know another thing that burns my grits? What did you did you just say you burned your grits? Well, I'm not saying do I know something else that burns my grits? Hmm. The telephone game. Oh, bro. Oh, my gosh. Okay, hold on. Before you get into that, we're going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsors. We will be right back. Don't leave. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. 
We're keeping it real big boy live. Big boy live. Ooh, yeah. So back when I was right, talking man. you started you started a brand new topic. Oh boy, telephone right. game. Right there at the end of the commercial break. So taking us out of the gate in the third part of this segment, big boy. Take her away. Man. First hand. It's one of them, it's the telephone game. Now, sorry for our listeners out there, you're probably wearing the telephone game. Let me explain to you what the telephone game is. If I tell Professor X that Bob, John, and Susie have an altercation, and the next thing you know, Susie tells Bob and Professor X and, and Susie about the altercation they had, and then Bob tells Susie and then tells it's never going to be the same information. It's called a telephone game. Because no one, because the information is so misconstrued and in, in, in from the original form that you can make the situation worse or make it unbelievable or make it even better, even though it's a lie or, or it's not accurate information. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, I heard that so-and-so did this with so-and-so. Right. <clears throat> oh, I heard that so-and-so did this with so-and-so, and then so-and-so did this. And then it gets to the third one. Well, I hear that so-and-so and so-and-so did this together, and then they did this with two other people, and then this became that. Right. It's the evolution of the story. It's the evolution of what is ultimately the lie. Exactly. I mean, and, and it's even worse when it comes to people that's naming was never around the situation. You know. Let me ask, let me ask you a question because I know where you're starting to go, but I think this is the interjection point. I think this is my one interjection point. Why do you think it is so hard? For us to tell the truth and accept the truth, as a as a society, because a lot of times, because a lot of times we want to be look like the hero or or be or be the guy that has the best story, or be the one that has the one that has the most audience and have the most information. But I have, a I have a question for you. Okay. What if, what if you're not the hero? What mm. if you have problems in your real life and sometimes you're the villain. How are you supposed to handle it then? Either you want either you want to pass the buck off to someone else and being a bad guy to make yourself look good. Or you just want to try to keep saying stuff here and there to try to make yourself look like you're not as bad as you feel like you are or what people may perceive you to be. What I'm hearing you say is it's all based on the uh, specific imagery you want to have of yourself at that moment. I think yeah. that's what I'm. Yeah. What What are we willing to accept with ourselves as people? So, see, this is where hindrance shows up. 
This is where mm-hmm. true hindrance shows up whenever growth is trying to happen. Because the easiest thing to do is to stay exactly where you are. Exactly. You want that change in your life, then you are going to have to die to your old life. It's that simple. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You have to understand and realize, you know, the compromises and things that you've done, you have to understand and realize who you are as a person in those situations, man. Like, if, if, if you are unwilling to accept yourself or look at yourself truly for who you are, how can you ever bitch, moan, complain, whatever terminology you want to use if somebody else can't love you when you are incapable of loving yourself? Mm-hmm. That's true. Like you gotta come in. Like you gotta, you gotta literally. You gotta, you gotta sit yourself, sit your own self down, and have a one-on-one conversation with yourself. Like, yo, bro, why are you doing this? You know, and yeah. ask those hard and ask those hard questions to your own self. Instead of having somebody else ask you those questions. Sometimes you gotta look yourself in the mirror and just ask yourself a question like, bro, what are you doing to you? So why are you why are you making this situation so harder when it doesn't have to be this hard? When all you gotta do is just put this this to this and this. But you wanna do this, 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 and this. Stop. Like, and that's the problem. A lot of times people don't 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 know how to self-examine themselves the correct way. Isn't it funny how often we lie to ourselves? Like, the one person that we lie to the most in our entire lives, because everybody lies. Everybody lies. At some All right. right. But the person that, that we lie to the most is ourselves. Exactly. Tell ourselves, oh, this situation isn't really what it is. We tell ourselves, oh, I don't really have that. We tell ourselves, Oh, I don't really need to budget for that this week. I'll just pay it next week. I'll just push it off. It goes back to compromise, man. Like we continue, we continue to be such a compromising society that we can't ever get ahead because we're too busy holding on to the past and lugging it with us. We don't know how to truly let go of the past. We don't know how to truly be free of a bad relationship or um, something that a parent did to us or some traumatic event that we experienced along our growth. Like we just hold on to that stuff. And when people give us the easiest way and they give us the right advice on how to let it go, we ignore it because it's part of who we are. We are so accustomed to it. We, we, we just are not going to let that go. That is part of our baggage. Well, you, you know, you know, you know I'm sorry. yeah, I'm sorry for cutting you off, man. I'm really, I apologize. You know, I mean, what, what you're saying is, is, is like a great point that, like, my, my, like my, my pastor was, was talking about. He said, uh, he was talking about how don't bring in the new year with 
owe your baggage. And that's the problem. We want to try to take our baggage with us in every single situation we go through, new, in a better situation. So we want to sit there and take our situations with us. And like, and that's, and, and we, we do this way too much, not realizing that sometimes when you take on too much baggage in the next situation you're in, it can make it worse. You know what I'm saying? And either that person that, that you're in the next situation with or where the case or that thing, if that thing doesn't know how to be patient with you and uh, patient with you, then the next thing you know it, you could either push that situation off. All because of your past and your baggage, which is hard for us to let go. Right, because what is the one thing we want to hold on to the most? Somebody who hurt us, somebody who did us wrong, somebody who did wrong by us. And whatever other way we could think to say the exact same freaking thing over and over again. Somebody hurt us. Okay, we got hurt as a people. And we want to hold on to it. Like that's, I mean, that's just it. Like, and I'm at the point in my life, dude, finally, like I never thought I would ever get to this point in my life. I really didn't, but I'm at the point in my life now where it's like, you know what, man, I did wrong by you. You did wrong by me, but regardless, you know, I don't care. I I don't, I don't care that we did because you know, we as a people, we're bound to make mistakes. Exactly. Like, I don't expect you to be perfect. Don't expect me to be perfect. And if you don't expect that, you're not let down when that person isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes back to what we talked about a long time ago. I mean, I know, I think, I think you brought this up. It was that we tend to hold people to a higher level. And we expect so much out of them. And then when they don't meet that expectation, we get hurt. Yeah. The pedestal. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And and yeah, you're absolutely right. Because it's like, I mean, dude, if people would just understand going into things like relationships, like, man, relationships are so simple. They really are because if you just realize one or two things at the very beginning of them, you're not disappointed either way. Number one, it's going to work out. We're going to be together. Things are going to be great. We're going to chart our own path. We're going to make our own life. Or number two, it's not going to work out. We're going to be in each other's lives for a season because apparently there's something that we need to learn from this individual and it's not going to work out and we're going to move on. It's that easy, but we screw it up so many times to the point where it has now become acceptable to date as many people as you want to until you get it right. Right. we, 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 We have literally turned the dating scene, the dating circle into trying on a pair of clothes or putting on a new pair of shoes. Nah, man, I got this pair of shoes and it fits me great. And it's and it's this, that, and the other. But I want the other twenty three colors that this shoe comes in. Exactly. And you know, at some point, when do you 
When do you stop? You know, I try to look at relationships like I try to look at like a boyfriend girlfriend relationship, this and that as like a boyfriend girlfriend. I try to look at that as like a a pre engagement. You know what I'm saying? Because and then when you get engaged, it's actually your pre marriage. Then when you get married, that's where it needs to be at. But and it's not like how old school relationships were where people actually work things out and they stuck together. And now these days, you know, marriages are, are just going to point now where they're only lasting for a week. You know? You know, it's like people don't take relationships serious. No one works things out. They want, if something's not right, they want to just fight about it or just leave. Instead of just tackling the situation and find out why this is affecting you this way, all right, let's see how we can work on that. So, well, so that way I can know next time not to come at you like that. I come at you in a different way because we're, obviously you have some past hurt. So we need to work on that so we can help you get over that. Like, let's work together on this. But people don't want to have, be no people don't want to be patient and take the time to do that. But you said it right there, man. You said it right there. It also completely ties in with the fact nobody wants to work together. Nobody wants to truly let every part of themselves out or show every part of themselves to a person. Because what happens when you do that? That person knows you so well. They know every which way that they can to hurt you. And who likes to be hurt? Nobody. Oh. Nobody. And that's what makes it so scary, man. It's, it, it's just, if we, would, if we would realize that the scariest thing in the entire world are relationships and, you know, not hating each other, we would be a lot better off. <laughs> right. I mean, that's true. But, oh. right. so, it's, that time in the segment where um, we're gonna we're gonna change topics, we're gonna shift gears. Um, real life talk, we keep it real all the time, but now it's question time. So uh -oh. I got a question for him, and I'm gonna pose it to him right after this word from our sponsors, Terra Jersey Photography. We want to thank you guys for having our backs. We want to appreciate you for helping us keep our memories for a lifetime. And we will be back right after this commercial break. That's right, everybody. Thank you for listening into the podcast. This is your boy, Big Boy. This podcast is brought to you and sponsored by Terra Jersey Enterprise. Terra Jersey Enterprise will hook you up with some custom shirts. Also, Terra Jersey Photography, capturing your moments of today to make them last for a, a lifetime. But like I said, this podcast is brought to you by Terra Jersey Enterprise. All right, what's up, everyone? What's we, up? Are, what's up? we are back. We are back. 
and welcome to this very deep edition of Keeping It Real with Big Boy Live, the four quarter edition. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before we left for break, I told Big Boy we were going to switch everything up. I was going to pose a question to him. So we've touched on so many subjects tonight. Compromise, routine, yada, 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 a bunch of different things. To tie in the final theme of uh, tonight's podcast, I'm going to just simply ask Big Boy this question. Uh-oh. Music. Oh. What is your not not what society thinks, not what all time thinks. What is your personal favorite style of music to listen to? And with that, who are your top five artists and songs? Well, you know, I like I like a lot of music. You know what I'm saying? I love a lot of music. I like hip hop and RB. I love, you know, I love my gospel music. I love country music. I love country. I, I love old school rock and roll. You know, if I like when it comes to old school rock and roll, I'm gonna say some, you know, like a little bit of Jimi Hendrix. I like Jimi Hendrix when it comes to R&B classics and stuff. <laughs> I like some of the Al Green, Teddy Pendergrass, you know, or or, or some or even we're gonna, we're gonna go a little newer, a little bit Usher or or Boys and Men, you know. When it comes to country music, you know, I love Montgomery Gentry, a little bit of Hank. I'm very diverse. Okay. All right. You're diverse. Well, you made it easier for me then. You made it easier for me to get my answer because I know you have at least one of these across all those genres that you listed. So list me your favorite song from country, rock, R&B, Hip hop and gospel. Okay. Well, on country, one of my favorite songs is "Where I Come From" by by Montgomery Gentry. All right. Okay. That's so you said that's a good song, bro. Oh yes. You know, and my second favorite from Montgomery Gentry is is a. Uh, Tattoos and scars. Yep. But I have to say where I come from is one of my favorites. Um from R and B. Um you mean like new school R and B or old school R and B? No, no. Your your personal favorite song. It doesn't matter. Your personal favorite R and B song. Okay, okay, okay. So my favorite person my favorite R and B song. <clears throat> Would be a boys and men mama because I love my mama. Oh. oh man, that's a good one, dude. Oh my god, that's a good one. Yes. And then for rock, mama, you're the queen of my heart. That's a your song, boy. Like tears from the soul. Man, Woo. Oh. 
Mama, I just want you to know Loving you is like food to my soul <laughs> We love you, Mama We love oh, you yes. that, that, was, that was us to you Thank you, Mama Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yes All the mamas out there You're special and you're amazing um, Rock Um Man, that's a tough one, man. Rock, that's a tough one. Um, I do like um, that. Um, what's that song? Gosh, I think it's by Van Halen. Huh? I think it's by Van Halen. All right. Well, there are several by Van Halen. Give me something and I'll help you out. <laughs> That's my generation. <laughs> oh, 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 sweet, sweet Shalomon. There you go. That's Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Sweet, sweet Shalomon. I like that song. That's a good one. Second, a good one. second from that would be Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. All right. Now it's hip hop and then gospel. Hip hop. Top four. Man, cannot go wrong with a little bit of changes by Tupac. Okay, all right, yeah, mad love, mad respect. That's a that's that's a real mad song. Love. That song's mad a real love. song. Man, that song was that song was way before his time. All right, like, gospel, gospel. Bring it home, no, baby. No Bring weapon. it home. No weapons by Fred Hammond. No weapon formed against me shall not prosper. Yep. All right. So my turn. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the list backwards. Um, gospel. Third day, um, King of Glory. Nice. That's that's my favorite. Oh, dear God, you want to talk about me and Jesus connecting real hard? We we do real good on that song. Um, Hip hop, man. Again, for me, same artist as you. Um, you know, Pac. Um, yeah. God, such talent gone way too soon. Gone way too soon. I mean, what a waste. What a waste again of hatred. Just, just what a waste. It's so sad. Um, but, you know, um, I would have to say that my pop song is probably, um, Stalling because I don't remember the name of the song. Help me. Uh, how many brothers fell victim to the streets? Rest in peace, young nigga. There's a heaven for a Jeep. Be a lie if I told you that I never uh, thought of death. My good, we the last ones. Life goes on. Life goes on. Life goes on. That's it. That's that's my personal favorite by Pac. Yeah. Hip hop. Um, what was that for hip hop? Rock. 
Yes. Okay, so rock for me, I would have to just say a band um, because I don't think there was a better band in rock, just for me personally, in my opinion. Queen, anything and everything by Queen. If you took rock away from me completely and left me Queen, I would be completely satisfied. Um, I am a gigantic Queen fan, have been my whole life. Um, let's see. What was after that? R&B? Yep. Oh, R&B Week by SWV. Oh, oh Lord. good Lord. You want to talk about one of the saltiest and sexiest songs of mm-hmm. all time. I guess I'm weak on my knees uh-huh. and I don't want to sleep and I lose all control. Something takes a hold of me in a state I feel so amazing. Yeah. Because I'm right off of my feet. <laughs> and then um, country as much as uh, I hate to pick just one country song, I would have to say the one that I can listen to over and over again and always has meaning for me in some way, shape, or form. Good God, this is hard. Um, I would say probably Almost Home by Craig Morgan. Um, just because I'm kind of an emotional person. Um, I was raised in family ties and things of that nature, and it, it just it's just one of those ones that kind of really resonated with me. Um, memories of my past um, and things of that nature. So I would say Almost Home by Craig Morgan, if I had to pick just one. I That song touched my heart, man. It was it was amazing. Tell you, man, very good choices. Very good choices. You know, and you know, the thing about it, though, you can tell a lot by a person what kind of music they listen to. Right. And and like I said, you know, we, we, we could have broke this down more. I mean, if, you know, we could have went just straight R&B and this and that. And that's that's one of the things that we love the most about our show. You know, it's just always open. Like, we're just always so real. We bounce things back off of each other. Bounce, or, I'm sorry, back and forth constantly. And, man, it's just it's it's so much fun. Um, it's therapeutic for us, for, you know. Uh, the listeners that we do have, man, we thank you guys so much. We thank you for sticking with us, being a part of this. Like, this is just two real guys. I mean, two real guys with real heart, real life experience and opinions. And that's all they are. They're just our opinions on things. You know, we're not trying to force anything down your throat. We appreciate you guys listening. It, we know. It's, it's a lot of fun, and it's therapeutic for us as well at the same time. You know, the thing about it, though, too, when you brought about the music thing, not only, not only can you find out a lot about people what kind of music listening to, but also, too, it, it really shows how society can be stereotypical about people just by the way they look and 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that I bet you that guy will probably all listen to rap music. But technically, he made he made me he made he made love love opera. You know what I'm saying? So we, Look, we use music to define people by on a on a visual appearance of them, which is not right. You know, people. I mean, people look at me and they don't think I listen to country music. I love country music. Right, just like just, just like people look at me and they go, "This this guy doesn't know a single thing about hip hop," and I can educate people on hip hop. Right. You know this, you've seen it. So that's just another thing out there, another thing that we can you know push and teach people out there. Hey, people, you just don't know. You might find out of that one guy that he may he may shock you and surprise you that he may. You might you might have have something in common, you know. You may you may not, you may not have anything in common with him or her, but you have one thing in common. And that's the music you listen to, and that right yeah. there brings out a whole nother friendship. Yeah, absolutely. You just can't so, be afraid. You so, can't. You just can't be afraid to get to know somebody. Yeah, but ah, uh, man, don't say that. Don't say that because we're about to have another real moment. You can't be afraid to meet somebody. It's so easy to say. It's so stereotypical. It's so cliched nowadays. Mm-hmm. You can't be afraid to meet somebody. But yet we have listed previously in the podcast all the terrifying reasons why it is to meet somebody. new. Right. Because you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. You know, but hey, be afraid to put yourself out there because <laughs> it's scary. And you could get hurt, and there's a society. That's true. I mean, I consider myself a social butterfly, you know. And I have, I have no problem talking to people, but I, just, I have to see, I have to like pick something off of them in order to talk to them about. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. like, this is, if I, if I would never met you, and you say you had, say you had a Run DMC shirt on, so I'm like, oh man. Oh, you listen to old school rap and run DMC? There you go. You know, sometimes I my recital. I think it's very vital. Two rockets right on time. That's right. It's tricky. Here we go. Here we go. In three, two rock around, two rock around. It's right on time. <laughs> and it's what it is, though. Like, you know, I mean, don't you throw run DMC at me. What I'm saying is sometimes. You have to look at the props to help you break the ice. The ice break. Yep. There you go. There you go. There's the word we've been looking for all night, icebreakers in conversations. And the problem is that sometimes the icebreaker doesn't always go the way that you think or you want it to. And because of that, you don't ever try to talk to that person again. Exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, you, right. you would never yeah. lie. You would never lie on that one, man. No, and I'll, I'll never I'll, I'll never lie again, period. And that's just the thing. I won't. I won't lie to anybody. I will no longer make that compromise to myself. Like, I lived it. I lived it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I have lived it for the last 20 years of my life. One compromise after another. Exactly. The last 20 years of my life. 
the time I left high school and world and real life became real life. One compromise after another. I am the poster child for that. I, I did things. I said things. I thought only of myself and not of others and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, dude, I made every mistake you could possibly make. Mm -hmm. I'm the poster child for it. But that's what that's what we don't realize, man. Like we are our own poster child. Who is our biggest enemy? Who is our biggest adversary? Ourselves. Right. And we also are our biggest cheerleader too. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, you ain't lying. Like, like I was telling somebody tonight, I was telling a buddy of mine that's going through some stuff, and I told him, I said, you know, don't give up, dude, because the situations and, and life experiences that you went through that were negative, and you overcame that, and you're doing this and this and this and that now, those are can be great learning experiences for the next person that could be going through the same situation or a similar situation. And they can look at your story and be like, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes the mistakes you make in life is actually can be a life-saving learning experience for the next person. You just don't realize it. Right. Look, I've always told myself this one fact. If I can positively influence one person in my life, then my life was worth living. Hey. That's what it takes sometimes. I mean, seriously. If, dude, if you can have a positive influence on just one person in your life, it was not a wasted life. Exactly right. And, uh, we, we, and dude, that, that's, again, man, that goes back to the thing that you were you were touching on. It's one of the things that it's like, it's so easy, but yet so hard to do. All right, so I'm going to do something else to you now, just because we brought up the music, and now you got me in an R&B mood, so uh, that's your fault. Um, I know it was my fault I asked the question. I know it was my fault because I asked the question, but it's your fault because of the answer you gave me, and I was like... So, your top five. Your top five favorite R&B songs. Not society, not all time. What are your five favorite R&B songs? Just right off the top of your head. Okay. Uh, Candy Rain, Mama, uh, I Like Wheat. Um, God, what's that one song? Uh, Back to One My Brian and Night. And oh, Incom yeah. And Incomplete by Cisco. All right. For me, it is Members Only by Bobby Bland, Let's Stay Together by Al Green, Week by SWV, um, Water Runs Dry by Boys to Men, and I think I would have to say... Uh, 
Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. Nice. And my arm will mention The Garden. <laughs> Some people know what The Garden was. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little bit of Barry White. A little bit of... Uh... <laughs> oh, man, I, was... yeah, I don't know why, I don't know why. I can't get enough of your love, baby. <laughs> but you know who we you know what artists you didn't we, we both farm uh, uh, Luther Vandross ah look I love me some Luther but I was just saying my personal five favorites you know and he he ain't he ain't my top five you know I, and, and it's not a shot of him it's not saying that he oh, wasn't man. fantastic you know but he's not my top five go to now do not get me wrong do not get me wrong Every minute and every hour, I feel the power of love. I can get down with some Luther. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Luther, but but my top five, you know, he, he's just not there. So right. I'm going to shift you again because now <laughs> this got real interesting because now we're really fixing to learn something about each other. Top five hip hop. We artist or a song. Your personal Artists? favorite artists or songs? Um, I would I would probably say like songs by the artist. Your top five songs that you like in hip hop. Okay, well, it was all a dream. My uh, it was all a dream. My biggie. Like I said, changes by Tupac. Um, Rough Fires Anthem. That song always got me high. (laughs) Rest in peace, all three of them guys. Um, DMX, Tupac, and Biggie. Um, Nas. Um, that was a Nas song. It was a Nas song back in the early days. I forgot what it was. I think it had Lauren Hill in it. And then that's four. Man, hold up there. Mm, 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 mm. You know what? I like J. Cole. Twist uh J. Cole uh, uh that song Crooked Smiles. That's a good song. That's good. That's that's real good. Um, let's see. If I if if I rule the world, I'm lost. If I rule the world, yeah. bro, that's uh, that's Lauren Hill. What what Nas in that too? No, I'd have to look that up. Honestly, I think that's Lauren Hill and the Fugees, bro. No, I think that was Nas too, man. I don't know, man. I, I think it was I, I think it was Nas featuring uh, Lauren Hill. All right, it might have been. You, you may be right. No, because Nas had it was like it was the early nineties. Nas had that short haircut with the uh, 
the 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 dual the dual line the side. No, no, yeah, yeah. You're right. I made um, a video. <laughs> my uh, my my hip hop. Oh man. God, this is hard. Um, so Tupac gets two nods on this list. I'll just tell you that. Um, I would say uh, Life Goes On at five by Tupac. Um, Juicy by Biggie at uh, four. Um, Gravy by UGK at three. Um, rest in peace, Pimpsey. Um, gotta give him, gotta give him love, gotta give him credit. Um, Stan by Eminem. Mm. Um, and then I would have to say, ultimately. Who of America's most wanted? Tupac and Snoop Dogg. Oh, that's a good. That's a good list. He said, "Picture perfect. I painted perfect picture with my hooches, with my scissors. My intentions to get richer with the essence of a lopey. The whole my homie use a cold ass nigga on the mall. Showing up, I keep my hand on my gun when they got me on a run. Now I'm back on the coat room, waiting on the outcome." Afraid Tupac is always on his mind, but at the same time, he see me trying to take mine. So I'm going to get smart and get the best of his shit and put together a million boys for some gangsters. Uh-huh. That's a good list, man. Very good list. But yeah, man, like, you know, music touches the soul. It's just a part of who you are, and it's, it's so enjoyable. Um... Thank you guys for coming out. Thank you for listening tonight. Um, we appreciate everything. Much love. Uh, big boy. Closing thoughts. Take us off. Well, hey, you know, I think this podcast really um, really helped with the fact that it's nothing wrong with trying to not only better ourselves, but also, too, to try to help break her down their own walls so we can get to know each other. And you'd be surprised on what you think you may be afraid of the next person. It actually may be something that you have something in common. You know? And you had to take that time to 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 do that. Like, like you said, icebreakers, you know? You gotta learn how to use those icebreakers to be able to meet somebody and not be afraid that Everybody's not going to be the same as far as hurting you and this and that because not everybody's going to hurt you. It's just a mental, a mental uh, block that makes you think that everybody's there to hurt you when a lot of times they're not. So, so what I'm trying to say is, everybody, don't be afraid to go out there and expand your horizons. You know, leave your baggage at home. You know, learn how to get rid of that baggage because the more you carry that baggage with you, the more it can really hurt your future, future relationships, future, your future, future. Jake, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good closing thought. I'm, uh, I'm gonna piggyback off of that with mine. 
I'm just going to simply say this. Um, stop trying to go out there and sabotage yourself. Trust me, the world is already out to sabotage you enough. It does not need your help um, in aiding it in sabotaging you. Um, try to trust in people. Try to believe. And remember that whenever everything sucks and everything is seems like it's, you know, a lost cause of wit's end, um, get lost in the music, man. Get lost in the music. That's what it's there for. Music is therapeutic. It is therapeutic to the soul. Do not ever hesitate to always lean on the music. Take care of yourselves and each other.